0: Go home. Go home. Go home.
1: All right, guys, and welcome to episode 47 of the Go Home Show. I am your host Eric Bedore, along with my co-host, tag team partner, best friend Brian Abishakra. Brian, how you doing today?
0: I'm doing really well. How about you?
1: Whoa, Brian! You sound different, Brian. Why? Why yes. do you sound like you're like you just came from the cat universe? You're you're here, but you're not. What, Brian? What is going on? I
0: am actually not with you right now. You're oh. I
1: who am, then who am I talking to? How am I doing this?
0: This is this is over the technology of the internet. I don't
1: particularly like it.
0: Me neither. I prefer to be in the
1: same room as normal.
0: I do as well. It is weird. Yep.
1: Brian's out of town on business. Um, What we're trying is to record him on his own audio connection and uh, mine on my own audio connection and then edit them both together so that way they're one full audio format file and then uh, when that doesn't work, uh, I post Mm -hmm. on Twitter... Hey, guys, no episode this week, because I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> so that's, that's that. Um, Sean has just walked in with one of his children. Uh, but Great. Uh, Brian says hi as well. Uh, yeah, Sean, that? no, because we're on a Skype call, and that's impossible to do. Oh. It's impossible to see uh, you on Skype. Sean, who yeah, is, Sean, who's your favorite wrestler of all time? The Hurricane? The, Sean's favorite wrestler the of all time is the <laughs> Hurricane. Christ. Sawyer, who's your favorite wrestler <laughs> of all God. time?
0: She said John Cena. I'm sorry. Wow. She said. No. Hey, but you know yeah. what?
1: That that's good. Then hey Sean, do I have a surprise for her? What? Our first guest ever? Yeah. Is Yeah. John Cena. And if you know how to help us get in contact with John okay. Cena <laughs> to be on the show, <laughs> yeah. that would be hel- incredibly helpful. That would be okay, great.
0: Well, make a wish, probably the best bet. Okay. Uh is Maybe. your yes. is
1: this kid sick? I know she's, she's been like ill, no, no, she's healthy. but is she like fucked yeah. up? No, no, she's not. Are you sure? No. I I read online that she threw up all over herself. Threw up on me. She threw up on you. No. That sounds. I would. I'd kill that kid. She needs a wish. Oh
0: no. It's did like, she poop in the tub again?
1: Yeah. Right. Uh, Brian wants to know if she pooped in the tub. Uh, that was her forever ago. But I think she was a baby. Well, congratulations, Sawyer. Give <laughs> you knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> well she's incredibly upset because john cena's not here john cena listen you could I have made you. for the record i you, thought john cena was coming i don't understand he he is coming why okay. what do you mean you, why does Bri- he say i brian, believe you, you really as if it's not right going to happen Bri- i don't brian understand because, here's the thing sean here's here's what you don't understand yeah to me this is a bit like oh john cena's going to be on our show yeah brian this isn't is a bit 100 sure oh. that we can of get course. john cena yeah on the of show. course. I think yeah, why not?
0: But you have probably a better chance of getting the hurricane.
1: Oh, okay. What is no, he going? No, yeah. I think we have a better fucking right? chance of getting yeah. John Cena. Brian says that we have a better chance of getting John Cena. <laughs> okay. Okay. So there you have it, uh, John Cena. If you're listening to this, you are really close to making this child's wish come true, uh, as the, her favorite wrestler of all time, John Cena. Uh, she said that your favorite match, her favorite match, is uh, John Cena versus uh, Brian Danielson on Velocity. She just oh, said, yeah. she
0: just told me that. From uh, from 2003? Yeah. 2004?
1: So, so that's her favorite. Uh, John Cena, where are you? We.
0: Where are you at, John where Cena? Where
1: are you at? Because we can get you on this show, and it won't be that hard. Brian's yeah. traveling. He can go pick him. Dude, Brian can pick you up. Do you want I, Brian? Dude, to, I got a pretty sweet car. Do you want Brian to pick you up?
0: Yeah, I'll call it John my Cena. whip. Yeah. We can. I,
1: hey, John Cena, listen. Brian's going to pick you up in his whip. And then we he'll drive you over to a Starbucks. I'll meet you guys at a yeah. Starbucks. And then, John, listen, yeah. all we need is five minutes. And then if it goes just good. Just five minutes. If it goes good, just five more.
0: It's not too much of your time. I think it's all easy. All I'm saying, I'm saying if we just like, if we tweet at maybe even Make-A-Wish and and, and uh-huh. we use that hashtag, uh, John Cena Go Home, uh, uh-huh. to the Make-A-Wish Twitter, uh, maybe they can reach out to John Cena and let him know yeah. that, uh, you know, any time is good for us.
1: Well, I mean, Sean's kid has been sick. She just kind of, like, threw up or mm-hmm. whatever. She mm-hmm. looked – I mean, frankly, I don't want to say this in front of Sean, but she looked, pretty, she looked pretty fucked up. She oh, looked, shit. She looked real under the weather, real uh, – No. I don't want to say sickly, but, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if the shoe fits, right? Damn. So, uh, John Cena, you could be doing something real uh, magic by making a Ooh. wish come Ooh. true. If you get my John hint. John Cena, come on John, be on the show, John. John. Um, uh, hey Brian, people can tweet yeah. at us at Go Home Show. They can use the hashtag John Cena Go Homo. Um, but did you see uh, the interesting news that went on uh, with Seth Rollins this week?
0: Uh, yes, I did. Well, I didn't see what it was. I just heard about it.
1: There's, this, there's a Seth Rollins. Uh, there's a Seth Rollins wiener on the internet. Sorry, Seth. Oh no. Hey man, we saw, hey. When you we play, saw all of his Rollins. When you play, uh, yeah. When when you play a sexting game, you got you be careful. You have to be double yep. extra careful, Seth. And you know that. <laughs> you know that. you do it. Come that, on, hey, Seth. Listen, we understand. We get where you're coming from, man. But what we're saying is that why didn't you call us? We could have helped you with this, dude. We could have helped. like we. Hey, smoke screen. <laughs> No one even would have known at all. You got to include the small fries in your big plans, Seth. Next time. Next time. Next time you decide to do internet sexting, let, let Brian know, and Brian will help you. <laughs> Brian, are you willing <laughs> to yeah, help, help Seth you. Rollins with his internet sexting?
0: I, I will, yeah. That's really, yeah. that's honestly very big of you. Oh, why wouldn't I? I mean, we could be friends. You could be. That's true. Yeah. You, you, you yeah. and
1: Seth Rollins and John Cena, you could all be on the show. And Seth, sorry, you can't be on the show first. It has to be John.
0: It has to be John Cena. Sorry. So we didn't.
1: We don't. Listen, Seth. Listen. You know you're listening to this. We don't make the rules. So, <laughs> that's it. That's all.
0: There you go. It's, it. it's true.
1: Yep. Hey, Brian, uh, interesting week in professional wrestling, interesting week for this show as we are uh, just coming on the other side of our one-year anniversary. We're trying to use uh, technology to our benefit rather than our detriment, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, it seems detrimental because I like we're yes. going to see if this podcast works out. It's going to have a totally different vibe. People are going to go, episode 47, the unforgettable episode of the Go Home Show. What is going on is what they'll say, obviously.
0: Yeah, obviously. And...
1: And they'll say, "Ooh, NXT has a takeover event coming up, right on the That's day right. that this goes live." Woo! Can't wait.
0: <gasps> you should watch it.
1: Yeah, are you gonna watch? Are you gonna watch NXT Takeover from your from your hotel room, Brian?
0: I will. Uh, I'm very excited to see um, who wins the title. <laughs>
1: That was, that was the least enthusiastic I think I've ever heard you be with wrestling. That was like, if somebody didn't know what professional wrestling really was, and the only thing they understood is that it was for a title, I feel like that's the sentence they would have said. I'm very interested to see who will win the title.
0: Yeah, especially because all three of them are being fought for that night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? No, let's, get, let, let's get to an early email real quick. Um, sure. Because this kind of pertains to, to what we're talking about here with NXT. And then we'll get into our review of NXT and then uh, Raw, which uh, was not as bad as uh, it had been recently. I think it's kind of on an upswing right now a little bit, but that might just be us hmm. w- oh, hoping against hope. So, um, This yeah, is yeah. from Ethan H., Ethan emailing us, gohomeshow at mega64.com. Hey, good brothers. I just wanted to email and share a few thoughts I had. After watching NXT this week, I was wondering about NXT creating an intercontinental championship or something similar. I just feel like a feud like Hideo Itami and Tyler Breeze would go great with a secondary title in the works. But then again, adding a second title would be a bigger step towards a real show rather than developmental, and maybe it's a dumb idea anyway. But my final thoughts is a question. If you were in Bullet Club, what would your persona be? After watching Wrestle Kingdom nine, I fell in love with Bullet Club, especially Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Uh, thanks for the podcast and keep up the good work. Too sweet. Uh, let's go to the let's
0: go to the Bullet Club question. Brian, go ahead. What's your Bullet Club persona? Uh, I mean, he's a, he's already there. I mean, mm-hmm. Luke Doc Gallows is just yes. he's everything I wish I could be um, as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of just being overbearing and and big, yeah. Uh, I, I really don't know. I like in the bullet club, I, I don't know how I could be any different than I am at conventions. Um, I've been told by people that I'm, uh, silently intimidating Uh and, um, especially because of the, the fact that I keep sunglasses on at all times, they have no idea what type of person I am. So I think I would kind of be, uh, like, like a enforcer that's, um, you know, like a, like a Doberman. That's, that's kind of my persona in, in bullet club. I would be the Doberman of the group. Wow. I think that's where it would go. That's yeah. pretty.
1: That's pretty big. I, on the other hand, would be like, uh, like a weasley little rat man, who you mm-hmm. know, just bringing my real life into the Bullet Club, where I'm, I'm right. sneaking around. I'm a manager. You know, I'm making sure. I'm making sure my guys go over. I'm, um, I'm making sure uh, Tanahashi's not going over. Uh, machine gun ka. It ain't happening. I'm, I'm throwing, Ain't nobody cheering for Tanahashi. I'm I'm throwing powder in his eyes. I'm 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 bringing I'm bringing like a notebook. I'm taking notes during his matches. I'm I'm watching. I'm I'm a clever I'm a clever little rat man. I'm playing the numbers. I'm playing the angles. You you have a cleaner in like Kenny Omega. Me I'm the strategist. I'm putting together plans. It's all in the works. So there, there like you go. It. That that's uh that's where I fit in. But let's go to the other question, Brian. An in intercontinental mm-hmm. championship in NXT. What do you think?
0: Uh, I think we already have three titles in no time.
1: (laughs) I 100% agree. Uh, (laughs) Well, week to week, I like that there's only three titles because you know that they're the top of each division. Uh, Mm -hmm. Not all three are contested unless it's a two-hour show. Uh, Matches get longer time in the two-hour show format. I think that uh, having just a world title, a women's world title, and a tag world title, like, essentially, that's those are the things you're fighting for. I know with NXT, uh, there's kind of a whole element of, like, fighting to get that and then fighting to get out, but if you're just staying within, like, this universe, it has to be fighting to get just that, you know, the world title, the women's title, the tag yeah. titles. So, I, I like that there are only three titles, and they're only... All three contested at the same time on takeover events.
0: I agree, and and I think uh, I think we kind of talked about this um, not on this podcast, but we were talking about NXT and how much I appreciated that it is a show that like the world title is a is a part of everything, in that everybody is there to get that world title to be the world champion but it doesn't need to be the driving motivator or the main reason that two people are feuding Mm
1: -hmm. and that
0: it could be like, cause that's, that's kind of the feel that I had about each title back in like the attitude era. And that's why I think it was nice to have the three title, uh, you know, structure then because you had like people who were like, Oh, you know, I'm the European champion. Not, I really care about that. And then you had people who were like, yeah, but I'm also the intercontinental champion and, all the while, you know that they really want to be the world heavyweight champion, but at least mm-hmm. the title they had at that moment was the title that mattered. So that's why mm-hmm. I think, it, especially in a in a one hour show, you don't need more than what you got. Because, geez this this roster this roster is deep, and we haven't even begun to scratch the surface of the NXT roster.
1: That's true. I mean, you're you're right, and we have to consider that these are all developmental guys. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I, I thought I thought Ethan kind of followed that up well saying like you know maybe it's not a good idea because you know these guys are still in development and you need to kind of keep this like its own show and i think that's what you have the titles for i think i think you have i think you have the major title the divas title and the tag titles just because those are something that you can write stories around but they do a really Mm -hmm. good job of writing stories outside of those titles too like um exactly feuds that i really enjoy like sometimes don't even involve the title um for as much as I'm not a huge Baron Corbin Bull Dempsey fan or whatever I like the st- I've like the story that they told you know what I mean yeah and, and that hasn't necessarily revolved around the title uh, so that that's interesting I'm interested in that um yeah, yeah that, that's I, I think NXt's a lot of fun. I think it benefits from being one hour almost more yeah. almost more than anything else I mean raw is oh, so absolutely. long and, and Smackdown's even two hours. You know, you have this roster that you can put together one solid hour of TV and know that you're going to have like some really good matches. Uh, so yep. I, I think it's, I think a one hour format is really good for that show. I think that's like the best thing for it. I think if it went to full two hours all the time, you get a little burned out on it um, because maybe you don't have the talent to really hold together two hours of solid, solid, solid programming. But what you have is way too much talent to hold together one solid hour. You know what I mean? So I think yeah. I think when you have something like takeover, which I think this next one's called NXT Rival, um,
0: yes, uh,
1: I think that you I think that you have a, a nice little glimpse at what it could be uh, you know, as a two hour program, but I think the fact that they keep those two hour programs to be something larger and they, they conclude storylines that way, I think that's very cool. And um, it just gives our the weekly shows a fun feel, I guess.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, sp- I agree.
1: Speaking of NXT, Let's talk about what happened this week. Um, Enzo and Cass come out and they're, uh, they're, they're full of piss and vinegar. I don't know. Oh, no. I don't know, uh, what that expression necessarily means. Uh, but they, but they got it.
0: Uh. But they're full of it. Hell
1: yeah. Enzo is my favorite guy on the mic. I think even Big Cass is like a lot of fun with him. Uh, you know, it's just, it's catchphrases over and over and over and over and over. And then, uh. They always bring out Carmella, and the crowd just goes, "Ah, f- nah, come on!" Every,
0: <laughs> Every single time, and I don't blame them because Carmella is not.
1: These as two good. guys, these two guys are faces, and she's a heel. She's a heel.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So it's it's interesting that the pairing, whatever, is is interesting, and then the crowd chants that they want blue pants, and uh, yes, she says that. Hey, Brian, here come dig of the century, mm-hmm. twenty fifteen. Uh, you better look out for you got the ultimate burn. Hey Brian, blue pants went back to the clearance rack. Ooh, that's a slam. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a slam from uh, Carmella herself. She's she's the princess of Staten Island. I didn't even know there was royalty there. I just thought it was a shitty part of New York.
0: Uh, it is. Oh. It's a very shitty part of New York. Well, it's uh, it's where the ambulance don't come. Oh shit! Well, uh, according to
1: Ghostface. Damn. You know. you know. yeah. hey, did you see reviews for the new Ghostface album?
0: Uh, I Just saw for, something, for but I, I haven't soul. had a chance to read it. No, I, I, but I want it.
1: Positive, very positive. Oh good! Oh my god. Yep. yep. Uh, Emma comes <sighs> out next, and Emma does. She dances to the ring, and then um, she she pulls herself up into the ring, and it's very nice, and the crowd really likes her. And uh, she's above this. But it's nice to see yes, her she no is. matter what. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the the match begins. Emma's pretty aggressive. And then uh, Carmella kind of gets handled here until the end where uh, Emma taps out to Carmella's submission. I don't know what it's called yet. Do we have a name for it? Is there a name for her? Uh, all I, over, like, Scissor I don't think so. Thing?
0: No. No, not yet. Um, uh i, I was kind of bummed i about was this bummed. match because yeah because yeah. I, I thought i thought
1: mo was gonna be doing something here
0: yeah i mean I, I wouldn't have had a problem if uh if they you know kind of went for five minutes even and just mm-hmm. had like a quick back and forth but uh it, it was it was aggressive to start and then a really kind of uh predictable finish but what you're trying to build her, um carmela and get her ready for you know longer matches you can't just Throw her right into it, and I get that it's fine. I just feel like they could have done it a little bit better than that.
1: Okay, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I definitely agree with with pretty much everything you just said. <laughs> uh, I think <laughs> I think we both I think we both really like Emma, and it's kind of a bummer to see her. T- I, you know what? I don't even want to get into like, oh, they're not pushing her, they're not using her, right? What Like, you know, I don't want to have that conversation. No, but it but it no. sucks when when she was a main roster girl, and she's. I think she's still like traveling with the main roster. But, like, yeah. man, she's not really doing anything. And, and it's kind of a bummer because it's like, I want to see her do something. I want to see Emma kind of Na- get a shot and move up. But I want to see Naomi get a shot and move up. I, I want to see, see a lot of these women get more TV time. And uh, mm-hmm. I, think that, uh, I think that women's wrestling is hopefully right on the cusp of doing some really cool stuff. Because uh, right now, it's not.
0: No. At and, least not, and, and at least not bro- in WWE. No, definitely not in WWE. I mean uh, you see some stuff with like Candice LeRae and um and Cheerleader Hoot. Um yep. and and like and you see some really, really good wrestling that's really or jeez in Lucha Underground.
1: Yeah. Um Sexy Star that, and Eva Lee, they're awesome. That's what we did. We watched Lucha Underground. We did watch an episode of Lucha Underground. That was a lot of fun. Brian Cage yeah, let's a, su- Brian Cage is a monster.
0: He's terrifying. He's so big. I, I totally understand why the uh, Young Bucks were afraid to wrestle him at PWG. <laughs> <laughs> Holy he's, shit. I forgot how big he was.
1: He's just, he's
0: just a big old
1: hoss, and, and I love that he gets to do all of his spots there. And He wrestled Johnny mm-hmm. Mundo in the main event, and um, watching him just kind of work with, with Morrison was like a lot of fun. I thought that was a very, very yeah. cool match. And then you have uh, the Hunter guy uh like come out and he's like oh I'm, you know, I'm stalking Johnny Mundo and then he just beats the shit out of him and then uh yeah and then it, and then it ends and uh Dario Cueto's like oh go home the show's over and then Alberto De- El- 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 Alberto El Patron comes in and he says I'm Alberto Ooh. El Patron but you already knew that you didn't see but I just winked. He winks I did I winked yeah, man that Me was dude. pretty cool Lucha Underground
0: yeah dope
1: love it yeah I love Lucha Underground hey, if
0: that one episode, even though I knew that uh, Alberto El Patrono was going to be there, um, I hadn't seen what had happened the prior episode, which was Brian Cage coming down and taking their where world title and tearing it in half. Mm-hmm. Let, let me tell you how cool. Like when I saw that, like I was like, oh my god, he just fucking desecrated the the you know the wrestling. Uh, like promotion that he's in now. Like how, how dare he tear the title belt in half. And then he wore it to the ring, like an ornament on the next episode. And I thought that was so fucking cool. It's
1: well, it's well-written fun wrestling that again, Hey, guess what benefits from being an hour long.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So there, there you go. That's uh, that's our Lucha underground, uh, little, little spiel. Hopefully, hopefully you guys check it out because it, it's it's a you very should. very fun show that that deserves a lot more recognition than I think it gets right now. Um moving on, NXT Title Number 1 Contenders Title Final Semi-Time Title Tournament for the Number 1 Contendership Championship. Uh Adrian Neville versus uh Baron Corbin. Woo! Baron Corbin. Lone Wolf. Arr, 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 Baron Corbin. Arr, 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 arr. He uh, should shave his beard (laughs) He looks like an idiot Uh, He has short arms (laughs) That being said, those are all my negative critiques on Baron Corbin Incredibly agile can actually work a match He was like good in this match uh, How did you feel about this? Did you like
0: it? I thought it was a great match. I thought honestly the weakest match of the night was the one we already talked about the the women's uh Carmella and everything. But mm-hmm. I mean every other match in that that night was like either a very good developing story or, you know, like really good wrestling and I was really impressed that with Baron Corbin. I want to see more from him.
1: Uh I thought that it was really cool the way that uh Baron Corbin got some offense in, but he wasn't afraid to mm-hmm. kind of, you know, take a beating and keep going and everything. Uh, mm-hmm. I like that uh, Adrian Neville was definitely grounded in this match, where um, you know he couldn't, you know he couldn't kind of get flying around and everything. And then when it finally happened, you know it happened. Uh, I thought there was a really cool move. It was almost like a Falcon Arrow, where it was a suplex mm-hmm. into like that that straightforward lift, and then mm-hmm. kind of a slam instead of a sit out. He just kind of falls forward with it. I thought that was a very cool looking move. Um, the end comes where. Uh, there's a uh, there's a dive to the outside by Neville. He gets caught by Baron Corbin, who gets sl- slams him into the barricade. barricade. The ref kind of looks uh, looks away, and Bull Dempsey comes in and uh, throws Baron Corbin into the uh, into the uh, the ring post. And then that was Neville. Neville goes in and he hits a uh, hits a red arrow, and then that's that's it. Uh, what did
0: you think? I thought, uh, I thought that was cool. I, I honestly, after watching this match, was a little bummed that uh, Corbin didn't go over on Neville um, because I, I really would have liked to see a little bit more from, from Corbin on this. Like, you know, uh, just advancing to the next round and, and uh, that would have been a, a nice kind of, hey, we're going to let this guy breathe a little bit more because Neville's already proven himself. But honestly, I don't like. I don't care because I know that the matches are just gonna be solid anyways, no matter what the outcome is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, honestly, it was just like, well, uh, I didn't get what I wanted, but whatever they give me next, I'm sure I'm gonna enjoy.
1: Yeah. So uh, what you were saying last week is that you're like, I know they're just gonna. Like, I hope they don't, but they're gonna do Baron Corbin and Bull Dempsey. You're like, I don't. It's, uh, there's gonna be a run in, and I don't want to see that whatever. And uh, hey, Brian, guess what? Announced for uh, NXT rival. Baron Corbin versus mm-hmm. Bull Dempsey, but mm-hmm. it's a it's a no disqualifications match, and I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah, uh, this will be, I think, the first no DQ match in NXT that uh, that they've shown at least since NXT became uh, you know on the like since it came out on the WWE network, uh, unless I'm wrong. I, I mean, it's I'm,
1: no, no, no. It's I think it's like the first kind of no DQ match that isn't you know for the title or, or whatever. You know, it's not like a ladder match or, or anything like that. It's, right, a, it's a straight right. it's a straight no Dq match and I'm honestly really excited because I think these guys are gonna like really clobber each other I expect there to be yeah. like chair shots and some pretty cool spots you know I think yeah I think when you have two sluggers like this and you've already seen them wrestle twice for the third time you really got to have something big happen and I expect some really big things in this match
0: yeah it's gonna be very interesting to see what they uh what they do with it and I, and honestly that's gonna be a a, a knockdown drag out I'm
1: excited. So after that, we get a uh, a Sami Zayn promo where he talks about uh, Kevin Owens and and how Kevin got exactly what he wanted, and he wanted a title shot, and he should have seen it coming, and he played him like a fiddle and all this stuff. I thought that was a really, really good promo by Sami Zayn.
0: I agree. Sami Zayn is somebody who uh, my biggest concern for him, um, and I might have said it on the show, my biggest concern for him is that he didn't have— the, the charisma, the spark, the, the, the quote, it factor uh, being on the mic. And uh, yeah, he's he's definitely coming into that now, having the uh, the NXC World Heavyweight Championship. I don't know if that's the reason why or if they were kind of holding him back before. But mm-hmm. now when he talks, I'm more interested in the listening, listening to what he has to say.
1: I agree. And I, I think that's a really fair point. I think that uh, he has a lot of interesting stuff to say and they're showing that he can do... Some pretty good stuff on the mic. It feels like it's coming from mm-hmm. him. It doesn't feel like rehearsed, uh, written by other people. So I, I don't know. It feels It feels his, his promo, and then Kevin Owens' promo later in the night feel very different and very cool. Yes, uh, so exactly. I, I like I like their differences, and I'm very excited to see them kind of keep going one on one. Bailey versus Becky Lynch is next. Bailey is super 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 over with the crowd. Everyone likes her, and then uh, Becky Lynch also has some fan support. Uh, even though she's a yeah, kid. Uh, yeah. I thought this match was cool. I thought it was really aggressive. Uh, it was you know working Bailey's knee over and over, and then Bailey getting really aggressive and trying to work over Becky's knee. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. Becky Lynch gets dumped to the outside, and Sasha Banks comes down, and uh, Sasha Banks, <laughs> Sasha Banks tosses uh, Becky back in to the mm-hmm. ring. And uh, that uh, Bailey captivates and gets a pinfall. Awesome! I, it, w- it was like, oh, it didn't oh, okay, oh, okay. Sasha Banks, every woman for herself. I like this. I like exactly. That. Yep. Yep. What, mm-hmm. what did you uh, What did you think of that? What do you think about the uh, the women's title match uh, coming up at uh, NXT
0: Rival? Uh, I'm I'm sticking with my original uh, thoughts about it. You know, if you would have told me Fatal Four Way for the Divas Championship on uh, Fastlane, I would have. Had a very big groan. Um, with this one, I mean they are developing it like any other story. They're giving it the same merit and weight that the World Heavyweight Championship has um, in NXT. So, it, like, I like all four parts of this. Like, I'm into Charlotte. She's sort of like the untouchable diva right now. You know, she hasn't been pinned. She's been the champion since um, I don't know since or- since the original takeover. I think. Um, and then the other, the other three competitors, like, I just want to see what they're going to do. This is going to be a really, uh, I think we're going to see some really, really interesting wrestling here and some stuff that we're maybe not used to seeing as WWE, uh, women's wrestling fans.
1: Yeah. I think, I think you're going to get a lot of cool spots, uh, that a lot of people maybe aren't expecting. Uh, I think mm-hmm. there's going to be like some dives to the outside. I think you're going to see like some cool, like avalanche power bomb type stuff. Uh, I mean, I think you're going to see a lot of like. Chain submission crazy stuff, uh, Daisy chain pinfall type things. and I'm excited mm-hmm. for it. I think it's gonna be really really mm-hmm. cool. Uh, who do you think comes out on top on that?
0: Uh, I honestly don't know. I feel like as a as a good as a good way to write a long and um, a long and meaningful story, you have Sasha banks come out and then you have Bailey chase the title for two months and then she has to go through Charlotte first. And then she can have a shot at uh, at um, at Sasha Banks at whatever the next special event is. Uh, mm-hmm. But honestly, I think I think it's a toss up between Bailey and Sasha coming out ahead on this.
1: Uh, yeah, I think Charlotte's probably going to be moving up. I would assume up to the main roster after WrestleMania. Uh, they they seem mm-hmm. to do that. So. Uh... You know, I think that I think she'll lose the title because this is a way for her to lose the title without being pinned. I think the person who gets pinned is Becky Lynch because she's kind of like the lowest on the totem pole in this match, yeah. And, and I think it'll probably be uh Sasha Banks pinning her, that's going to be my guess. But uh, I really, hey, honestly, I don't know how it's going to go, and that's the most exciting part for
0: me, exactly. That's ex- th- that's exactly my feel because, like I said, I could see it coming anyway, I could honestly see. NXT is a place where things happen and you don't necessarily uh, have the ability to predict or expect it. I mean, the, the Lucha Dragons lost the tag team titles mm-hmm. just two weeks ago, yep. you know, and, and we didn't see that coming. So it could be Becky Lynch. Who knows?
1: Yep. Uh, what do you think about the uh, tag title match at, uh, at NXT Rival? It's, it's Buddy Murphy and Wesley Blake against the Lucha Dragons in a rematch. Uh, what, what do you think is going to be happening?
0: Right now, that is my least anticipated match of the night, Um, just because they just beat them. I know it wasn't a straightforward, like they actually went over on them, but I would really hate to see the Lucha Dragons uh, regain the titles. I think it was a good idea to get them, you know, to help get Wesley Blake and Buddy Murphy over by having them go over on these guys, because I think Kalisto's ready for the main roster, and we've said this for months, Sin Cara's checked the fuck out. So I, w- I really don't want to see, I, I don't, at first I was really into them. I was really, really into the Lucha Dragons, but then it just sort of like they rounded off or they weren't given the same sort of like, a, you know, a story or something. So I, I kind of, I'm okay with them splitting up and, and going separate ways.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I I agree with you and I and I think that's probably going to be my least anticipated match also. Um, but you know, I, I'm still, I'm excited because whenever titles are defended, you know, it's going to be good and, and you know, people are going to give their all. So it, it's going to yeah. be, it's going to be interesting whatever happens next. Um, getting back to NXT, Kevin Owens, uh, cutting a promo saying two months to the day of him debuting, he gets a title shot. That's all he wanted. He mm-hmm. wants a title shot and he's going to beat Sami Zayn and he's going to be the champion. Uh, I thought that was a really good promo.
0: I love it. It's it, 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 honestly, I, my biggest concern for, uh, for Kevin Owens coming into WWE is whether or not he'd be able to, uh, to, you know, kind of fit the W like what triple H was saying. Like, you know, I never, I never had really thought about it that way. Uh, when he was on the podcast with stone cold, I never really thought about like, you know, when you go to the Dallas Cowboys, I mean, you might've been a, a green Bay Packer for five years, but when you go to the Dallas Cowboys, you play the Dallas Cowboys playbook. And I thought that was a really good analogy for what it's like to come to different promotions because, you know, with Kevin Owens, He's been wrestling for you know over a decade. He is solid in terms of a wrestler, but how good is he in terms of fitting the playbook of the WWE? And my biggest concern was his mic skills because he's more of a uh, you know in ring heel. He he yells at the crowd. He really riles them up. But man, he is really impressive on the mic. In NXT, he's cutting great promos. He's very matter of fact. Um, you know, he, he wants to be there to fight and he wants to be there to support his family and he'll fight anybody who's in the way of that. And it's perfect. That's great writing.
1: I think that you have a good young crop of people who are really excited to learn and to take the next step. And I, and I think they all know that they're going to be ready for like that next step very very soon. But I think that they all probably like working in NXT, <laughs> so they're kind of yeah. <laughs> they're kind of giving their all to it. Um, and I and I think yeah. I think that's evident from the promos and the ring work. So and it's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next is the uh, number one contenders title tournament for the number one contendership uh, title, and it's Hideo Itami and Finn Balor. Whoever wins here is going to uh, is going to wrestle Adrian Neville at NXT Rival to be the number one contender for the title. And uh, Adrian Neville is out there on commentary. Alex Riley's dumb as hell. Uh, oh, my God. This was, like, the worst commentary Alex Riley's ever done. It was awful. It was, like, really well, uh, I, I
0: I just, I know we always talk about this every single time we talk about commentary in the WWE, and I think a lot of it always comes down to the fact that they still have a three-person call team and it, it just puts too many voices. It makes people have to fight to get their side of the story out because they all have stuff that they're supposed to say. Like there's a script. They have things they have to get to, and the and they're all just you know fighting over each other to try to get to the actual like content that they need to deliver. And I just think it's like it, it, it becomes mayhem, and then people sound like idiots because they try to work their point in. And then it doesn't make sense because they haven't thought about it because they're trying to get their point in rather than say something that makes sense or contributes to the actual action or to the story or to the build. And man, that's a bummer.
1: Yeah, no, I you make a very good point. Um, what did you think of what did you think of this match on
0: a whole? Uh, I mean, I, I I thought it was great technical wrestling, really sound, really awesome. Uh, like I I kept like just spacing out like nxt is the is the hardest thing for me to watch for this show because as stupid as it sounds and i and i hate and i hate to use this term i mark out so hard when they have these types of matches like i just i i like i get into it that much and so it I, i'm just excited to see you know uh the uh the number one contenders match uh, at, at rival, I think it's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, they, uh, these matches always make me. Fr- I like. I always forget to write notes when I watch a match mm-hmm. this good, and then I go, "Ah, oh, f- God, fuck, God damn it!" And then uh, uh-huh. now we have to talk about it and go, "Like, yeah, what were the spots that?" Because it was just so good. Like, yep. Like super, <laughs> super fast off the get go. These guys are just mm-hmm. working and working and working. There's awesome mat work. I think everything's really cool. Um, it, it's just been. It was a really great really, really great, uh, match. Uh, so man, I like, there's nothing I can say about, like, what do you say about it?
0: I I mean, that's, that's exactly where I'm sitting. It's like, I mean, I could, I could try to say and praise them a million times over. These guys know exactly what they're doing in the ring and it shows when they get out there and they put on a fucking clinic, they perform. and And it's like, when I see this and I see the direction of, of like, NXT as a whole, I'm so excited for what they can do with NXT and then what they can do with that once it becomes part of the main roster. Because I think you're going to start to see a flood of that sort of mentality the more people start to subscribe to the WWE Network. Because mm-hmm. they're going to see that and they're going to be like, well, this is kind of like a main show. You know, like, again, like Triple H said, it's it's a developmental, but it's almost like its own, uh, you know, own promotion. Yep. So, th- what's awesome about it is that never while watching it do you feel like they're holding back so that they can put this on the main show. More, it's just this is a show that can now be translated into Raw and SmackDown, and that's where I think we're going to start to see that that sort of um, innovation come through again.
1: Yeah, uh, excellent point. I mean, that I think I think that's really well said. Um, This match comes to an end where Atami goes for the GTS. He keeps teasing it. He keeps fucking teasing it. And then Mm -hmm. uh, uh, they both kind of get up their feet. A lot of strikes, a lot of kicks. And then there's a huge corner drop kick that kills Hideo Atami. And then the (laughs) uh, big double foot stomp for the three count. So it's Finn Balor against uh, Adrian Neville for the number one contendership at NXT Rival. Um, Any thoughts on that?
0: Oh yeah, we're gonna see a stiff fucking number one contenders match at NXT Rival. These are two wrestlers who uh, who don't wrestle softly. So (laughs) you're gonna see a lot of strikes, a lot of hard hits. Uh, It's the classic England versus Ireland. You know, uh, some potatoes will be thrown, some salt will be poured in the fields. It's it's gonna be bad, people. It's
1: it's it's classic, guys. It's classic. England versus Ireland. As an American, I absolutely understand it. Uh, You know, I just totally, I just totally get it. That's that's my. I totally get it. Yeah, you know, just as an American, I understand. Um, Yeah,
0: I'm a Caucasian male. I get it. I get everything.
1: Yeah, that's yeah yeah you're yeah Brian. You're a Caucasian male. Uh, Yep. That that's right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Let's uh, let's talk about raw uh yeah it's funny because we kind of devote the same amount of time as we do from raw and nxt but yeah. nxt is one hour long and we have so much to say about it and raw is three hours and we like gloss over so much of it hmm interesting i wonder why uh, huh. uh, opens with a reigns promo i my first note of the night is poor guy because the crowd is just oh you know God. they're not not so behind them the way i think the management wants that Uh, Daniel Bryan comes in and he, he, uh, he interrupts and says, Hey Roman Reigns, I'm going to beat you up because I'm the better wrestler. He actually says better wrestler. I thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: well, no, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, this is a very similar work that they had when it was Cena versus uh, Bryan, where they didn't want one person to fully devote to being a face and fully devote to being a heel. Uh, well, obviously Daniel Bryan in both situations was the face, but, like the you know the 100% face but like yeah it was the same sort of thing you know John Cena maybe this he's a sports entertainer does this this and this but I am a better wrestler and I normally don't like that but for Daniel Bryan I think it works really well because they aren't relying on this underdog gimmick necessarily
1: yeah I think I think that's well said I think that I think that you're right uh I like when they actually use the term wrestler because I'm a I'm a chump and uh, I just get I get a kick out of it. It's like ooh ooh they said mm-hmm. the thing I like so that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, the authority comes out and interrupts. Uh, Daniel Bryan makes a, a a dig about Katie Vick and, and Triple H having sex with a corpse in a casket uh, in like. The oh, worst ever. that's what that one does. There you go. I thought I thought it
0: was that Triple H and Kane had a casket match before on Raw.
1: Well, they they did, and also. Uh, Triple H had sex with a corpse in a casket. So right there you go. ta um, <laughs> Daniel Bryan, the match is made. Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns against Kane in the big show. And it's happening right now.
0: Yay. Uh,
1: there's a uh, mid-match hot tag to Daniel Bryan. Uh, Daniel Bryan dives to the outside and gets caught by two giant men and then tossed into the ropes and back onto the ground. Uh, lots of hot, I wanted people to to make sure they, they realize this. There's a lot of hot tag teasing for Roman Reigns, but he never mm-hmm. gets the hot tag. Mm-mm. So you're just left with like that build without a release. So that like like you want it more, you want it more, you want it more. So that happens. Uh, Daniel Bryan gets pulled off of Kane and uh, by Big Show, and then he gets tossed into like the Timekeepers area for a disqualification. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, Big Which? Show Big Show starts beating the shit out of Roman Reigns with a chair. And then Roman Reigns turns the table and starts beating up Big Show with a chair.
0: Well, I don't understand. Like, I was fine with the fact that, like, you know, they the match ended because obviously they, they're going back to booking Daniel Bryan at the beginning and at the end of a show. Um, but for being thrown to the timekeepers area, like, all of a sudden the match is over. I just felt like the inconsistency there was just kind of stupid to me. But that's I, no, just I'm, me. I'm, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm with you. I, I absolutely agree. When he called for a disqualification,
1: I went, "Huh. Usually that's a okay. Yeah, okay. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes sense. He was being very strict with the rules in the fake yeah. sport. So, mm-hmm. uh, interesting. I guess. Uh, Kane attacks Roman Reigns, and uh, Daniel Bryan goes to help Roman Reigns and misses a drop kick and annihilates Roman Reigns with a drop kick. Daniel Bryan. Awesome. Daniel Bryan. Uh. Is like, oh, dog. I'm sorry, dog. And Roman Reigns is like, dog, no way, dog. And he pushes him. And then Triple H. Boo. And then Triple H says, since you guys are such good friends and partners and buddies and whatever, uh, he, I'm gonna make a match with Kane and The Big Show again. Fucking stop it. And also Rollins and also J and J Security, who we refer to as MNN, Mercury and Noble. Yep. Uh, so it's going to it. be five on two. Uh, that's, hey, and that's and if.
0: And if for no other reason than to just get to see Mercury and Noble wrestle, Hell yeah. I was so excited for this main event.
1: Absolutely with you. At 100% with you. And, and they had some very fun spots in the main event. Um, we get Rollins uh, against Ryback next. Seth Rollins with a sneak attack on Ryback to start, which I like. Uh, very Again, opportunistic heel with his shitty little security team who just keep attacking Ryback and like causing distractions and stuff. I... Love Ryback's spinebuster. It is such a mix between that big, like, Arn Anderson Spine Buster, where it's, like, mm-hmm. you know, the grab and the pull and the throw, but then it's— In the it, snap, yeah. It mixes that, that like, that kind of hug element to it. he uh, mixes that with the Farouk, like, when he would catch him and just fucking throw him down to the ground. So it's yeah. a good-looking Spine Buster. I like it a lot. Um, Eminem attack Ryback for a disqualification, of course. Uh, post-match— there's a curb stomp on Ryback, and I love the way Ryback took that move. hmm He, he, uh, didn't, he uh, Ryback... didn't jump up. He didn't jump up to meet it. He he took it, and it looked really good.
0: hmm I'm I'm very uh, I'm very happy with uh, with Ryback's return. I think they're using him. Uh, I think before they kind of like had him this like big blow up cartoon character, and he's being a lot more conservative as a like big guy. No pun intended. Um, so he's a lot more relatable and a lot more, um, fun to watch because it's not just this like, bar. you know, like it's actually something that you can get behind. Cause it's per- like, he's a person, not just this fucking monster thing.
1: That was a pretty good Ryback impression. I hope the people in the hotel room next to you are going like, Oh, whoa, is Ryback next door to us? Is that right? Ry- Do we need to feed him more? Is that actually Ryback?
0: Yeah, uh, you know what? People are knocking at the door, going, "Is Ryback right here?"
1: Oh wow! And,
0: and uh, nah, nah, Ryback right not here. Dang, you got them all. You got them all fooled.
1: Um, after that, we get a Seamus vignette. Hey guys, Seamus returns. Hey guys, I forgot Seamus was gone.
0: Hey guys, I'm happy Seamus was gone. I'm always happy when Seamus is gone. I I feel so bad because I like really don't hate the the guy. I just hate how he's used. I agree. It it, it like. He can be such a better big guy wrestler that, like, it, like honestly, put him against Ryback because those matches are always just brutal. Like, do stuff like that. Make him, if he's going to be the, the Irish brawler, then make him the big, you know, the big boy, the, the fucking powerhouse, you know, not this weird, like, ah, I'm here to have fun, fellas. Cool. That was, wow.
1: Hey, Brian, you need to be real careful. Because now all mm-hmm. the people in the hotel rooms next to you are going to think Seamus is in your room with an impression that good.
0: No, 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 no. Seamus is in here, guys. It's cool. It's cool. And we're all good. All right. No, no room service necessary. Thank you. Just
1: you like You You could have gotten the room service. I don't know why you prevented yourself from getting free food. <laughs> Uh, it. it's okay just call down just call down later and do your Ryback impression and your Seamus impression for the person at the front desk
0: and they'll get you like potato skins or whatever you want cool. well don't worry Eric because all I'm going to do is call down and just go feed me more feed me more and they'll know it's just Ryback oh wow that's they'll know right away they'll, the person working mm-hmm. at that
1: hotel is definitely going to know what you're doing
0: <laughs> they'll be like oh shit Ryback's here oh he's staying under the name Brian Abu Shakra? What? Huh. That's a weird name to it's stay under.
1: <laughs> and that's how. We, and that's the story of how Brian got free room service. <laughs> uh, next oh, up, we shit. got Paige against Bree. Uh, my first note here is Bree mode. Uh, she came out to her song. Thank you. I'm so happy. So, so happy. Love it because it's awful. Um, Paige is very aggressive out the gate. I love Bree's running knee, and then Paige hits the rampage, and that is the end of that match. Uh, any other notes? That's uh, that's it. That's pretty much. It. It. It's, that's all there was. Yep. Uh, next, Brian. Don't worry. Rusev honors John Cena. What did you think Yay. of this whole segment?
0: Um, just I don't. Did it go? Did it
1: go pretty much exactly how you expected it to go?
0: Yeah. the The, the only good thing about it is that uh, I was watching it with Laura, and she just went, eh, you know, it's pretty funny. Ryback's from Russia, and John Cena's been wearing Ukraine colors recently. Which for me,
1: for me, I just thought Crimea battle. I like it. Yeah, yeah.
0: WWE's got their finger on the pulse in terms of world world news and current events.
1: They're like they're doing like a Crimea like, and like John Cena is sticking up for those people, saying Mm -hmm. you know he's he's pulling a Biden, saying you can't let. (laughs) Russia redraw the map of Europe. And that's what, that's, he's got uh, so to stop them. So they play, they play a video. They, they play a video of John Cena uh, being John Cena and then getting beat and then saying, I thought Rusev was pretty good on the mic, saying, like, you're old. Yeah. I rule. You suck. I'm going to put you down. You're an old dog. I'm fucking badass and you suck. I thought, like, I thought his mic work, like Rusev's mic work, was really good. I, I, I honestly hey. enjoy Rusev more and more every week.
0: Honestly, he's he's really good on the mic, uh, or I should say, he's better on the mic than I thought he was going to be, mm. and uh, and it's and it's more interesting to listen to him talk than it is to listen to to Lana talk.
1: I agree uh, with you, and I and I think that might just be overabundance, you know, because we've heard Lana talk for how long now, and. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we're getting more Rusev, and, and I like that he has some personality, and I feel like he's becoming more comfortable in his character and, and who he is, like, on the roster. I feel like he's really taking his spots, and, and he's making stuff happen for himself. So, I'm hey, yep. hey Rusev, uh, didn't he have a full name before? Was he always just Rusev? Alexander. Alexander Rusev. Hey, Alex. Hey, big A-dog. Hey, Aru. Aru, I know you're listening to this. Uh, keep it up, man. You're doing good. Keep it up, Aru. Uh, John, up, Cena, work. John Cena comes up it comes out and he's like yo I might not be able to see you but you can't see me but uh, then Rusev went I can what do you yeah and he did like the John Cena taunt and, and then they mixed it up they, there were a whole bunch of USA chants and then uh, Rusev and Cena they rumbled and then John Cena got tossed into a stage and then his eye hurt so, so Rusev stopped hitting referee said <laughs> John Cena's eye hurts everyone stop John Cena has a boo-boo on his eye everyone stop so Everybody uh, stop. So, Rusev had to stop hitting the boo-boo on John Cena's eye. And, um, and Rusev stands tall. Any other notes from John Cena's uh, celebration or whatever? Nope. I'm with you. Uh, we get Ziggler against Bray Wyatt. The crowd is so fucking loud in this match. Like, I-, I hope people backstage are paying attention because the beginning of this match was red fucking hot with let's go Ziggler, let's go Wyatt.
0: What happened to the WWE universe in January? Like, I feel like all of a sudden they, uh, they're starting to understand that they, like, they can really dictate the pace and the, like, quote, pushes of certain characters by getting behind them. Because I was so into this match before they even started wrestling. Me too. Absolutely. 100%. I thought the
1: presentation was there. I was super into it. You know what really helped? The loud fucking crowd.
0: Yep. Yeah. Oh, I hey, Columbus, Ohio. Uh, d- holy shit! Yep. That, you're cr- what a great crowd. What a breath of fresh air. You guys did an awesome job. Uh,
1: big fucking collision halfway through this match where I don't know if Dolph Ziggler was supposed to take that move that way, but he looked like he got in a car accident. He got hit. He got hit so hard. He got fucked Jesus. up. He got fucked up. Um, I love his famous super kick combo. That was really cool. And then uh, Bray Wyatt hits Sister Abigail. And uh, that's the end of the match. I can't believe Dolph Ziggler actually lost clean in this. That was surprising to me.
0: Yeah, but hey, that's fine.
1: Yep. Uh, continue to build the feud. Yep. There's a tease of a post match beatdown, uh, and there is no post match beatdown. Just a tease. I like that. It's different. It was really different. Um, yeah. We get a uh, Black History Month Junkyard Dog thing, whatever. Uh, Lesnar and Heyman promo. Uh, the whole thing was Paul Heyman saying uh, Brian Williams lies, Daniel Bryan lies. Roman Reigns' re- lies. They, everyone's a liar because they all think that they can beat uh, Brock Lesnar and they can't. Again, typical Paul Heyman promo that's so head and shoulders above everyone else. It's almost pointless to have promos in the rest of the show.
0: Oh, I, I mean, unless it's Seth Rollins getting on the mic. This this promo is exactly what you want from from the Beast incarnate. I I certain points that I wrote down like. When Paul Heyman said that uh, Brock Lesnar imposed his presence on on John Cena in the WWE universe, I thought that was such a good way to describe the force that uh, Brock Lesnar has. Like, I, just what a what a great what a great way to describe Brock Lesnar when he's not even fighting. You get that feeling that he's just taking over when uh, whatever he's around, and that was awesome.
1: I thought that uh, it's really obvious who the better, like, who the promos the people pay attention to are. Because in Mm -hmm. the Rusev Cena promo, people would talk, and then the crowd would chant what? Mm -hmm. You never, ever heard that in the Paul Heyman promo. Never, Um, ever. Let that be said. Let them eat cake. (laughs) Black, black, black. Yo, (laughs) you see y'all, let them eat cake. This is uh, if you guys don't watch the Croll show, I'm very sorry for you not understanding that. Uh, <laughs> we get dusty roads against the new day. The new day has an entrance where they come out with microphones now. Hey, that's at least some personality, which is more mm-hmm. than the zero fucking personality than they've had for like the last two months. Why would you introduce a new team with repackaged characters with vignettes and then proceed to do fucking nothing with them? Because. Because they're doing that with the Ascension, too. So there you go. Mm -hmm. Um, Yep. New Day makes their entrance. Stardust tags in Gold Dust. uh, Tag chop. And
0: uh,
1: Kofi rolls up Gold Dust because Stardust walks out. Oh, no. Trouble trouble on them dusty roads.
0: Oh, no. Quack,
1: quack. uh. Uh, Daniel (laughs) Bryan interview. Roman Reigns says that they can coexist. I thought this was incredibly standard. This was just like, don't forget what the main event is. It's better than Mm -hmm. a recap, so I'll take it. Um, Yeah. Dusty Rhodes promo, where Stardust pushes Gold Dust to the ground and says that Cody is dead.
0: Yay. Yeah, it was good.
1: Thank you. Uh, Triple H cuts (laughs) the longest promo in the world, and I had fun noting, Triple H got a jobber entrance. He was already in the ring. He's like Darren Young. He
0: was already in the ring with his music playing. (laughs) Hey, you know what? Weird. That's fine. Weird. That's fine, because he already had his entrance earlier in the night, and really, it wasn't about his entrance. It was about the the package that they run during this. Yep. Yep. So
1: good. And then Sting Sting accepts the thing. I don't even care. I don't give it. This is way too long for something. It's not like ninety nine anymore. I don't give a shit. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So moving on. Uh, Usos versus Cesaro and Kid in a non title match. Uh, I really really like this match. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um. Body scissors by Kid pulling Unoso out of the ring I thought was really cool. Cesaro coming in and blocking the hot tag and showing how strong he is by lifting. The, uh, the only way I can describe it is he, uh, Cesaro lifts Unoso the way that I would lift like a 10-pound dog. It would. Yeah. It, it's just like too fast and too rough where you just oh, go man. like, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to lift you up. That I'm stronger than I thought. I'm, I apologize. Uh, that is yeah. how it looks.
0: Cesaro is it, incredibly it, yeah. aggressive in this match. I mean, these guys like I know they're probably what are they build at like two hundred and forty pounds for the Usos. I mean, they're they're solid two hundred twenty, two thirty. I would say. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cesaro is just lifting them up like you said. They're a ten pound dog. It's like it's, it's, it's incredible.
1: Insane. It's incredible.
0: But then on top of all of that, you have like Tyson Kidd's agility. Like these two as a tag team, and and, and the and the crowd reaction they're getting. Um, I'm honestly really impressed with with the WWE universe, like I said already. But, I mean, like, you have two people, Cesaro and Kid, who can really work in the ring. Um, they deliver, like Cesaro said. I mean, that spot where Kid uh, does, like, a, a leg scissors yeah, the, around the, the, Uso. The bo- yeah, the
1: body scissors to pull Unoso out. I thought that was
0: great. Yeah. That was, like, he, he doesn't have to be a big guy, but he can still have a big impact. And that's what I'm liking about how they're building... Um, kid in this dynamic. Yeah, I I
1: thought it was a lot of fun. It's very cool uh, to see these guys go crazy. If you notice, JBL is putting over that team big. JBL is Mm -hmm. saying like, I haven't been this excited about a new tag team in WWE in a long time. These two guys are great. I'm so glad they teamed up. He's like putting them over.
0: Yeah. I love it. I think think that's the cool thing about JBL. Like really quickly, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but JBL doesn't always do what is uh, scripted. And I think a lot of times he sees a lot of uh, a lot of potential in people and he tries to put people over when they deserve it. And this is an instance where you have two people who are very technically gifted, but maybe they just need a little bit of a of a literally of a push from somebody else. Uh, and, and I think this is where a JBL is showing how good he is on the mic.
1: I agree. I think that's very well said. I like I like that a lot. Uh, I thought this match came together really well. I thought the commentary was pretty good throughout. When when the rest mm-hmm. of the commentary the, the night was like so so. Um, but that being said, Booker T. Great addition. I I was wrong initially. I thought Booker T. Was going to be like a weird addition to that team. It's fine because he's so excited, but like has something to say. So I'm I'm yeah. kinda into when I'm kind of into when he talks. Uh, springboard super kick. Uh, so there's a springboard by Tyson Kidd. He gets caught with a super kick. One, two, he kicks out. The crowd goes nuts. Yeah. I love it. So excited. It's great. Um, then the end, I love this end spot. So Cesaro tosses Unoso back into the ring, then distracts the ref by tossing Unoso into the ring. So the ref is has his back turned. Cesaro jumps on the apron, pushes Tuso down to the mat, and then Tyson Kidd gets the pin.
0: Awesome. I love it. I thought that was such a cool end
1: spot. It was so different. Yeah. It it was just, it was clever.
0: And I loved, I loved that it was Tyson Kidd that got the pin, not Cesaro. I love that it was entirely built on teamwork. And this is all I want out of tag teams is teamwork because that's the whole point. It's not two people in a singles match whenever they're tagged in. It is a tag team match. Yep.
1: I, I I liked it. It didn't have to come on you know, a finisher or something like that. It came on like some mm-hmm. distraction and some cool stuff. So I like that a lot. Uh, Rikishi is going into the Hall of Fame. Okay. Yep. Sure. Hey, why not? He was super over when we were kids and uh, he did a lot of really cool stuff for being such a big guy. And and he wrestled for a really, really, really long time. So and and that's what
0: I was going to say. He, I mean, if for no other reason, he wrestled for what, almost 30 years before, yeah. you know, getting he quit. Getting like, over.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So good, good for him. Good for him. Um next we have Sinkara against uh Mizdao, who uh, comes out with the Miz. The Miz is uh the star, and uh Mizdao is just a personal assistant, so Mizdao has to be behind the Miz, and then they go to the uh they go to the floor. The crowd with big let's go Mizdao chant. I really like that. Re- like mm-hmm. super loud for him. The Miz is on the mic kind of throughout this match, and I thought this was really, really good because it helps Mizdao get over more as a face. And the Miz get over as a heel. Uh, let me just say, is, is, oh, the Miz has to be one of the best heels in WWE right now because I hate him so much when he wrestles, but I also mm-hmm. just hate him so much when he yes. talks. He, I fucking yeah. hate him. The line Absolutely. of the night. Absolutely. Okay, so he asked Miz Dao to get water for him.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, give, give me water. In the oh, middle okay, of the match. It. Yeah,
1: unscrew, unscrew the water, all this stuff. He's going to unscrew the water. The crowd is booing. The Miz says, when, he puts his hand up and he says, When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. Fuck. That was the best. You. <laughs> uh, that is like that that preyed on like some first grade anxiety
0: for me. That was, yeah. oh
1: my God, go to hell.
0: That, um, that was like some shit you would hear your teacher say to you, and oh you'd yeah. be like, fuck you, no. Uh, oh, so that,
1: that, and then the crowd started chanting, You're from Cleveland? So they got this little chant of you're from Cleveland yeah. going, and then Miz just goes, better than Columbus. <laughs> Boo! How awesome. <laughs> How fucking
0: great. Like, who would have thought that he was so good off the cuff? That was incredible. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't mind hating the Miz right now because I really, really hate the Miz right now. Yep. Like, normally I just feel like I hate him because he's taking up space and he's not doing anything worth Watching worth mm-hmm. the space he's taking. Mm-hmm. but like now he's getting Ms. Dow over. He's riling up the crowd and it like when he told Miz, uh, Ms Miz Dow to pay attention after distracting him, <laughs> I was busting up. I was like, it, are you fucking kidding me?
1: It's fun to have a heel that I can boo that mm-hmm. I genuinely just hate all the way through. Mm-hmm. Like Seth Rollins, I, I'll sit here and go, he's a great opportunistic heel, but I love watching him in the ring. He's a great wrestler. I hate the Miz in the ring, on the mic, everywhere. He has he just lives this character so much that I have nothing but respect for what he does. But at the same time, fuck you. You're so, oh, shit. Es-
0: especially because throughout the match, he was talking about how uh, he was, um, I'm sorry, how Mizdow was doing the figure four, mm-hmm. which was the move that he made famous. <laughs> I love it. And that, that leads to Sin Cara
1: getting a roll-up on Mizdow, and Mizdow just sitting there going like, ah, oh, come on. So I would think fast lane, you're going to see some move happen, and then WrestleMania, these guys will probably have like a pre-show match or something. Um, and probably. Go. But they deserve, a, they, they, they deserve a, like an actual pay-per-view match. There you go. Wyatt, Wyatt promo saying he's the new face to fear, and come find him, The Undertaker, or whoever he's talking about, The Undertaker. Um, next we get Curtis Axel. He's cutting a promo. Brian, mm-hmm. Brian, mm-hmm. Brian, Axel, yes. Axelmania,
0: hashtag Axelmania, hashtag
1: Axelmania is running wild, guys. It's a conspiracy against Curtis Axel.
0: Hey, I love that this guy has character. All of a sudden, I, yep. I it's great. I just hate that they keep having him come out with something interesting and then being destroyed by Dean Ambrose.
1: Yep, Wh- that's which, my that's which, my only complaint about which it. Which happens here? They they have a match uh curtis axel hits his running knee lift which i love it's like my favorite curtis axel move i think it looks so cool Mm -hmm. and then uh ambrose hits that rebound clothesline and dirty deeds and that's it post match ambrose says he wants the ic title bad news barrett at the bnz headquarters uh, the bad news zone i guess uh and he says he's got some bad news dean ambrose no way jose that would be the bad news shucks yep uh main event time D, uh, D. Brian Reigns against the Authority. It's a numbers game. The match doesn't even start uh, for, like, five minutes. There's just a big-ass mm-hmm. beatdown. Double choke slams all around, beating the shit out of uh, out of Daniel Bryan. And then the match starts, and Seth Rollins being a dick. LOL. Uh, <laughs> Jamie by God, <laughs> Noble gets tagged in, and uh, he starts cleaning house and then almost loses the whole match. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, then, uh, and then Joey Mercury gets tagged in and uh, starts doing a little bit of beating of his own, and then almost loses the whole match. And <laughs> I love I love that it's like, yeah, five guys against two, and then the little guys almost lose the whole thing before it's even I like, know. really, oh, so good.
0: Uh, before it even I, opens up.
1: Yeah, exactly. Another beat, this is just a beating, and then the cavalry of Ziggler, Rowan, and Ryback come in. Uh, the only two left in the ring are uh, Mercury and Noble, the other guys are all have all gotten dived on, Dove on, Dove on, by Dolph Ziggler, uh by the stage. Uh Brian starts doing work. He uh knocks the uh knocks the little Eminem down with a flying drop kick and then goes over to do his running knee. Roman Reigns comes in, tags Daniel Bryan, and then hits a spear and pins J- uh, Joey Mercury for the win. Ooh.
0: To the chagrin of the crowd. He gets
1: like booed here. Like yeah. big boos. I Whoa, I have no idea what they're doing. I don't know
0: if they know what they're doing, but I have no idea what they're doing. I I I I feel like with this and I and I in one way I'm actually a little excited for it, if this is how they're gonna pull it out. Uh and in another way I'm kind of bummed that they're that they're doing the same thing they did last year. So if they do a Roman Reigns heel turn and it's, you know, Daniel Bryan actually goes over uh, against him at Fastlane, which I don't think is going to happen. But if, if this is actually what they're doing, I kind of like it because I think Roman Reigns right now honestly can benefit from being a heel. I think it might add that missing component that he, uh, that he needs because he's just carried on basically the shield gimmick since the breakup a year ago. So I could see him benefiting a lot actually from, from a heel turn. But at the same time, I don't want to see him turn heel because it's just a repeat of what happened last year.
1: I agree with you. Uh, it, it is just a repeat right now, but I think he's going to, I, people are going like, Oh, it's triple threat at WrestleMania, triple threat at WrestleMania. I, I don't, I think, Roman, I don't think so. I think Roman Reigns beats Daniel Bryan. And then that, that'll, yeah. be, that'll be that. Yeah. So whatever, uh, that, that'll do it. And then they mix it up at the end and, and Daniel Bryan gets speared and Roman Reigns stands tall and it's like, ooh, what's going to happen? Okay,
0: I guess. Um, Brian, what do you think of Raw on a whole? I thought, honestly, on a whole when I was watching it, I thought it was a little flat. But when I went back and I thought about it, um, I I actually really, really liked the story mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it had two really shining matches with the Usos versus uh, Kid and Cesaro and Ziggler versus Wyatt. Um, I mean, those matches were hot and way over with the crowd. And it just proves that it doesn't need to be the main event match for you to see some really good, fun, actual wrestling on Monday Night Raw.
1: There you go. I agree with you. And Brian, with that, we did it. We, we did it. We finished. We were over time, which I didn't know if we were actually going to get to. Guys, hopefully you <laughs> stuck with us through this weird format for this week. Uh, this is just because of some last minute stuff. We'll be back to our regular format next week where we're both sitting in the same room yelling at Brian's cats. Um you guys can always get a hold of us. Go Home Show at Mega64.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at Go home Show. Use the hashtag John Cena Gohomu. Let John Cena know he needs to get on the show. Uh, uh, he needs to fulfill uh, Sean's kid's wish of meeting John yeah. Cena. Uh, tweet it Make like a Wish. Four. At Make a Wish. Yeah. Yeah. No, please don't tweet it Make a Wish. <laughs> <laughs> John Cena, just make our wish come true. Uh, you can hit us up on Tumblr, TheGoHomeShow.tumblr.com, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Show. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, leave us a review. Let John Cena know through the iTunes review section that this is a great podcast, and John Cena should definitely be the first guest. And then uh, you can hit us up on YouTube. Uh, YouTube.com slash Eric Bedour. We have the new episode there every week. Uh, you guys can leave comments there. Uh, we get, it's a cool place to interact with you guys and everything, so I always suggest checking out YouTube. Uh, leave your comments for the show. Let us know what you agree and disagree with, because we always tend to get back to you guys. So uh, There you have it. Brian, we did mm-hmm. it another week Episode 47 wrapped up. Uh, You're in Santa Monica. You'll be home soon. Uh, Are there any last words you want to leave for these folks?
0: Yeah, LA sex. I just want to go home.